The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. On accountability. Are you a creative or business person who's just plain tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress in your career? This is the podcast that will change all of that. We're talking about strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of More Better Faster. And in this episode, I'm keeping it short and sweet, and I'm going to talk about accountability. Because accountability is a hugely important part of achieving more, better, faster, and that's what we're here to talk about. So let's just get right into it. What is accountability? Well, the dictionary defines accountability as a noun that means the fact or condition of being accountable responsibility, but that really doesn't help us very much. So accountability is really about setting up consequences for one's performance or actions or for non-performance or inaction as well. Accountability is essential in an organization and for a society. Without it, it's difficult to get people to assume ownership of their own actions because they feel that they won't face any consequences. So when I talk about a personal accountability, I'm talking about it, you know, relating to our own stuff, not necessarily in that societal or organizational level, although that's part of it. But I'm just talking about our own accountability to ourselves for our things, whether it's in your work, your your business or your career or, or whatever, whether it's in your relationships, your health, your finances or whatever. And there's really not that much out there about this personal accountability in, in the personal realm. Uh, surprisingly, mostly the literature addresses accountability in the business or organizational sense. So we have to extrapolate that into our personal experience and goal space a little bit. The most important principles of accountability are transparency and participation, evaluation and feedback. And when we're doing that on our personal level, we have to do that mostly for ourselves. But having those things in place is how you develop your best practices, how you accomplish more, how you arrive at success more easily. And for me, I'm going to add another thing. Accountability is about integrity. It's about being your word, being true to what you say and, and, and living up to you, the expectations that you set up for yourself with others but also to your, uh, yourself, most importantly. If you're the kind of person that is going to allow yourself to slip and let things slide and give yourself excuses and accept your excuses, then that's not being in integrity. You're not holding yourself accountable. So if you're going to make an appointment, be on time. If you're going to say you're going to accomplish something, accomplish it. If, you, if you're going to set a date, accomplish it by that date. Now, not everything can be accomplished exactly that way. And sometimes it makes set sense to, to set ambitious goals that you maybe even sort of know you're not going to reach. But if you're aiming high, you're going to get more than you might otherwise. So 
being accountable means being responsible for your actions and your inactions and the outcomes, the consequences, but also being you know, responsible for the celebration when, when you do achieve things. So how do you become accountable? How do you make yourself accountable? Well, first off, you have to state your principles and articulate your core values. As you set your goals, having your values and principles, your mission in mind is really, really important. And you want to get this all down in writing, write out your core values, write out your principles, your guiding principles and your, your mission, and then your goals and write out the answer to the question. Why, why do I want to achieve this goal? And then write this in a journal or, or, you know, put it on a bulletin board or a sign in your office or your home or whatever, and review it often. I mean, daily or more often than that. It might be smart to journal about your goals and, and your, what your values are and your reasons why, and, and to do a little, um, dreamscaping, you know, and, and, uh, and allow yourself to envision the accomplishment of those goals in writing, write out a vivid ex- explanation or description of what that's like. And then I say, go public with your goals. If you can, if it's, if it's not terribly uncomfortable, it's hard to be in integrity when you don't have anybody watching, when you don't have anybody depending on you to be in that integrity. So you want to seek out some external accountability partners or a team or, or an audience of public people who are uh, of the public, I should say, who are going to um, at least a little bit make it hurt for you somehow if you don't achieve the things you do, if you don't stay in that integrity. And by that, I mean, when I say hurt, I mean, it may just be the sort of the embarrassment of not doing what you said you're going to do, because that's a very powerful factor. So I have accountability partners in my life. Not, not, you know, we're all accountable to our family, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I have a mastermind group that I'm in. It's, it's uh, myself and five other um, online entrepreneurs who are all in very different fields, but we all, uh, agree to meet every couple of weeks and talk about our goals and talk about what's going on with us. And we share ideas and exchange suggestions and we ask, you know, tough questions. And we expect of each other that we are setting goals and that we are going to achieve those goals. And we, so we always end our calls with, okay, two weeks from now, I will have accomplished this, or I will have done this, this, and that, you know, whatever it is. And then sure enough, when we get back, we are reporting on whether we've done it and why we did or didn't. And, and, um, that often leads to a really stimulating conversation and remotivating us as well. Um, I'm accountable to my clients in my law practice clients are, you know, they're the customer, they're the ones that are paying. So they will expect us to do things. And, um, we, we do set expectations for when work will be done and when they can expect it to, to be accomplished or what the outcome will be, those kinds of things. And so we have to be accountable to them. Uh, in my law practice, I also have adversaries. I have other lawyers on other sides of deals or other sides of, of situations that also are very good at holding each other accountable in that regard. 
Um, family, as I mentioned, we, we're responsible for our families, our wives, our children, our, our spouses, I should say, and our children. We're responsible for um, looking after their health and welfare and caring for them, putting a roof over their heads, those kinds of things. That is a form of accountability. But your family is a special instance. I'll come back to that in a minute. My audience is another group of accountability uh, partners that I have. Um, I will often say something publicly that this is what I'm going to do or this is what I want to accomplish. And then I have to live up to that because I've set up that expectation of achieving that whatever that thing might be. So when I go public with things, and I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, um, that is a form of an accountability partnership with my audience. So go public, ask the world to hold you accountable. Do you have to do it formally? Well, maybe not, but just by stating a goal, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what's coming. Announcing a date is a great way to hold yourself accountable. If you're launching an event or, or holding a concert, you know, think about it. When, when you, um, agree to, if you're a performer and you agree to give a concert, that date is the date when you better be ready you know, that audience is coming, they're paying for tickets, they're going to, they're going to come and see you, you better be prepared to perform and at your best. And that's a kind of an accountability thing. But so the more, um, the more uh, defined the goals and, and objectives and the statements can be the better, but just by stating a goal generally puts it out there to the world. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. Shame and humiliation around not having achieved it are really powerful deterrents for failing to remain accountable, right? If you, if you put it out there that you're going to accomplish something by a certain date and in a certain way or whatever, and you put it out there publicly and then you don't do it, well, you're going to be embarrassed not to have accomplished it. So you'll have that accountability. You'll know the world's watching, right? So transparency, this, this sort of sharing with people the progress toward the goals can also be really good. And being a little vulnerable is actually a surprisingly attractive trait. Now, it isn't always a good idea to show your weaknesses, but you know, when you're trying, when you set a goal to, I don't know, achieve a particular thing, being publicly willing to share, Hey, it's hard. I'm having trouble with this. Uh, first of all, you may get people giving you kinds of support you didn't realize you wanted or needed, but it can help. You may encounter people saying to you, um, you know, I really admire what you're doing, all of these kinds of things. Being willing also to accept the possibility of your failure and to learn from the experience of trying and not succeeding at achieving something is also very important. Being accountable means owning both the good results and the negative results of your efforts. So if you try something that doesn't work, the Accountability means learning from that experience and, and taking away the valuable lessons so you can do it again next time and do better. And lastly, I'll say that accountability should mean that there's a reward at the success end of the equation and a consequence of some sort for failure. That shame, that embarrassment that I was talking about, that might be the consequence. But you may want to set yourself a sort of, you know, a, a what's the word, a an acceptable punishment, a, not even a punishment, but just sort of a, yeah, a consequence that you will essentially commit to in advance. If I don't achieve this, I'm going to accomplish, this is what's going to happen. So let me tell you about a current challenge that I'm doing. This is actually what just got me started on this is that to, as we're, as I'm recording this, it is the evening of March 31st, 2021. 
And I have set a challenge for myself. I've actually gone public on Facebook and set a challenge that I am going to do no caffeine and no refined or added sugar starting April 1st. And I'm going to do it for at least the month of April, probably longer. But I've set myself a 30-day calendar. And I'm going to do a live nightly video journal on my Facebook wall every night for the next 30 days to share what I'm going through to the journey, the commiseration. I'm a big caffeine addict, and I'm probably a sugar addict as well. So uh, I'm going to share this journey. And I've, I've been sort of rallying some friends and colleagues and people who follow me on Facebook. I hope you'll follow me on Facebook. Just, uh, you know, look for my wall, uh, Gordon, uh, my, my name, Gordon Firemark, and, um, and stick with me and see what happens. I'm going to, you know, probably talk about it here again when the month is over as well. But I'm going sugar-free and caffeine-free um, for the month of April. So that's my count, my challenge. And the accountability is, hey, if I fall off the wagon, I'm going to have to admit it publicly. Hey, it didn't work. And here's why and whatever. So I've decided to set up a couple of consequences. Um, first of all, if I, if I fall off the wagon, I have to admit it. And then I climb back on and start over. But if I succeed, I haven't decided what it will be exactly yet, but I will treat myself to something special at the end of each month where I remain caffeine and sugar-free. And I will probably also lose weight and feel better. So there's some nice advantages as well. And if I fail, if I do fall off the wagon and have sugar and caffeine and so on, and um, I have to figure out some metrics for this because, you know, things creep in sometimes, but I will figure something out that I will make a slightly painful <laughs> financial contribution to a charity that my accountability group chooses. And that accountability group will probably be the folks on Facebook that are doing this with me. So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Set up a challenge, tell the world, hey, this is what I'm doing. Who's with me? Who wants to help me? And get them to help you. Um, so I hope you'll come in and help me out with that uh, by uh, following me on Facebook and, and, uh, cheering me on or, uh, giving me the raspberries when I don't do as well as I'd like that kind of thing. Now, some projects and some goals, it's hard. It can be very uncomfortable or counterproductive to be so public about them. And that is where accountability partners and masterminds and coaching can be hugely valuable. If you've got a goal, but you just can't seem to stay focused on achieving it, maybe what you really need is that sort of forced accountability, a guide, someone whose job it is, whose whole job is to keep you accountable. And that's where the person can't be someone in your family or your friend circle. That won't work because they won't want to be the one who has to push you and point fingers. These people are too close and they just won't hold you truly accountable. They'll tease you about it. They'll nudge you in the right direction. Hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. But when you make an excuse, they'll accept the excuse. When you, when you give them a reason why you couldn't do it today, they will, because they love you and they care about you, they will not want you to feel ill toward them and vice versa. So that's, this is where having an, a, a, a coach that you're paying to keep you accountable will do it. This is, you know, the same, re Hey, when you go to the gym, 
look, how many of us, let's face it, we sign up for a gym, we go for the first few weeks, and then we sort of taper out and fade away from the gym. And by the middle of the year, we're not going anymore. Unless we've signed up with a personal trainer, and we've committed to pay that person to nag us to be on our case if we're not showing up and to, and to write us kind of hard while we're there. So we're getting the most value out of the workout, right? That's an accountability coach. A, a personal trainer is a physical conditioning coach, right? Well, Sometimes we need someone to coach us in our business and goals and our, and our career trajectory coaching, that kind of thing. So don't rely on friends or family. Don't rely on acquaintances to do this. There makes some, it makes some sense to have someone truly holding you accountable in the way that a personal trainer at the gym holds you accountable for achieving the most you can in your physical body. Let's do it in your mental, your spiritual and your business stuff. So if you want to get some real accountability, I actually have a few openings in my coaching schedule. And if you are at all interested in exploring what that might look like, I want you to visit gordonfiremark.com slash coaching and sign up for a private one-on-one discovery call with me. We will get to the root of what's going on and what you need to accomplish and figure out whether it makes sense for us to work together to keep you accountable and on track so you can live your best life, reach your goals attain the success you deserve to basically accomplish more, better, faster. That's gordonfiremark.com. That's my name, of course, gordonfiremark.com slash coaching. And that is going to be it for this episode of More, Better, Faster. And I'll talk to you again really, really soon. Thanks for being here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.